Alright guys, hope everyone's well and welcome back to the Improvement Podcast. So today I wanted to touch on what all successful splits involve. But first, quick update on myself. So I am currently three weeks out tomorrow from the British Finals or one of the first British Finals uh, this year, uh, which I'm excited for. And I just had a show the weekend there that just went past. So this is the first time being back on the podcast since. Uh, I placed third. And as well as that, managed to get an invite for the British finals, which is exciting. So that's in London, like I said, in uh, three weeks' time, uh, which I'm looking forward to. And for the most part, I'm happy. I'm happy, but I'm not content with how I've done. Meaning, like, I I improved on how I looked from the showing beforehand. i done everything I can to place as best as possible. I presented myself well on stage. I just need to be leaner, uh, which is fine because we've got time to do so before the finals. Uh, so yeah, just basically back to work trying to strip off some more body fat now. And I'm not really gonna, yeah, I'm not gonna touch on the whole weekend. Uh, but I have got a YouTube video coming out on that show day weekend, and uh, captured as much as I could without taking up a ton of time. Because obviously I wanted to focus on just enjoying it and doing well, uh, and that kind of took away from the focus of recording it. But however, that will be coming out uh, probably the day after this is live. So if you're watching this on the Saturday, uh, it will probably be live on the Sunday. I assume because I plan on editing it today. As for the episode, what all successful splits involve. The reason why I wanted to make a topic on this or a podcast on this is because I get a lot of questions like what split should I do? What split is best for myself? And in reality, there's no best split. There's a lot of different splits you can run, like an upper body, lower body split, a push-pull legs, maybe like a, even like a two body bar split, so like chest and triceps, then back and biceps, and then legs and shoulders and arms, stuff like that. There's a lot of different splits out there. And you can critique each. You can say the pros and cons of each. And it does depend on what your physique requires and your training age, your training experience. There's a lot of considerations that go into it. And uh, what I'd say is when you are considering what split to do, think about the enjoyment factor. And the reason being is this will affect effort. So... If on paper a split is the best possible split for yourself, it's what would be optimal and it's what's going to grant the most progress. If you absolutely hate it, you're probably not going to put as much effort into your sets. You're probably not going to get as much out of your training as a result of that. So that's something to definitely consider. Is it enjoyable? Is it one that you can stick to and you get a... Yeah, you, are you excited to go to the gym when you're on that split? Uh, obviously, everyone has times where they're not, but if you you know if you absolutely hate something, there's a difference between having odd time where you don't want to train and just not enjoying the split at all. So that's something to consider, as well as does it fit into your routine? And what I mean by this is, are the training days appropriate for your lifestyle and your schedule? Meaning, if, let's say, you work and... Like the way your shifts are set up, let's say you have, let's say you have three days on, 
and the three days you are on, you're working 12-hour shifts, then you probably want to have those days as rest days, potentially, uh, and not want, and you probably don't want to train a six-day-a-week split. Whereas if, let's say, you work five days a week, then you can probably get away with doing, let's say, a five-day-a-week split, or maybe a six-day-a-week split if you wanted to. Not that I think that's best, but because you've got shorter shifts, because you've got the ability to train and still get a good sleep that day. Because when it comes to trying to figure out if it fits into your routine, it shouldn't drastically take away from your sleep and cause you to be super stressed trying to fit those sessions in. Uh, because that's not going to do a lot of good, because when we're in a stressed state, we don't recover effectively. And next up, does it... Yeah, well, basically touched on that. Does it allow enough sleep? Because, yes, you could say, oh, but I've, I've got this extra session in, or I, I want to stick to my split, but if it means you're sleeping poorer, that's going to lead to poorer performance, which will lead to poorer muscle growth. So sometimes what's optimal on paper isn't if it's going to cause you to have poor sleep so think about when you are thinking about what's optimal what allows you to recover effectively what allows you to get good sleep and doesn't cause you to be super stressed and this kind of ties back to what i've just spoke about but is it sustainable so like if it regardless if you've got the time if it's a seven day a week split then that's not going to be sustainable from a recovery standpoint it's also probably going to lead you to burn out because mentally you need a rest day and if not you're probably not training hard enough and as well as mentally needing a rest day your body physically needs a rest day too you can't just keep hammering yourself uh, because we've generated something called fatigue from training physical mental tiredness to put it simple and fatigue stops us from being able to reach as close to failure and recruit as much muscle fibers and ultimately that's what leads to muscle growth and if all of those are in line, meaning you're ensuring you're doing all the above and you also back this with training hard, then you'll progress regardless if it's an upper lower, a push pull legs. A lot, of, a lot of people miss the forest through the trees when it comes to it, meaning they stress about the wrong stuff. They stress about what split they're on, yet they're not consistent with their training, yet they don't put effort into their current split, yet they don't perform movements with good form it's like it doesn't matter if you do an upper lower split or push pull legs if your form's poor your form's poor you're not going to be getting as much stimulation as you can from the exercises you're performing so bear that in mind and uh, make sure you focus on that first because like uh, having poor form and effort isn't going to get you anywhere regardless of what split you're on the opposite applies if uh, form and effort are in place then you will make progress some other considerations to make as well as those basics I've just touched on are adequate volume in your split. So have you got enough volume for each body part? So in this video, in this podcast, I'm not here to tell you you need to do X amount of sets or this amount because one, you're not going to gain anything from that and two, it is very... it's you can't give an answer on it because everyone's different some people get really sore after training a body part some people don't everyone trains with a different level of effort everyone's got a different level of recovery everyone's got a different split and also the exercises you choose for example if i told you to do 
eight sets for your quads throughout the week. And if, let's say, you've done all eight sets on the leg extension, that's going to provide a different outcome to saying do all eight sets on squats or with, let's say, a hack squat, something like that. It's going to yield different amounts of fatigue, different amounts of stimulus. Uh, so it's not something I can really tell you to do this amount. However, some things are, some things you can question are, are you getting a good pump? So let's say you train your legs. Are your quads full of blood? Do they feel like they're nice and big? Which is also referred to as the pump. Do you have tired, are you tired after your session? Do you just feel a bit, ugh, a bit battered? A bit like you've put a shift in. Especially like training you should be. Uh, have you got any soreness the next day? Uh, you don't need to be sore, but if you've got a wee bit of soreness, that's a sign you're probably doing an appropriate amount. And uh, do your legs just, yeah, does your muscles feel tired, whatever you've trained? Does it feel a bit like it's hard to put your hands on the steering wheel if you've just trained your shoulders? Does it feel like it's hard to walk upstairs if you've just trained your legs? And also, are you growing muscle? Because if if you're doing the things that I just spoke about, like in terms of having a pump, getting tiredness, soreness in the muscle, training hard, you will probably be building muscle. But saying that, if you've not and your muscles are growing, then you're obviously doing something right. Uh, so question that. Are you doing adequate amounts of sets? And a good way to just, there's in terms of how to work it out, just start. Just start what, like at a place that looks reasonable or drop me a message and ask me. And then from there, do that amount of sets. And then, are you growing? Are you progressing your sets well? If you are, don't change anything. If you feel like you're really, really not progressing, you're not building much muscle, then assess, are you having a pump, tiredness in the muscle, soreness, and does it just feel weak and heavy after your sessions? If not, add some sets. There's uh, no harm in doing so, but start off on maybe the lower end and make sure effort's there because if you start on the higher end and do a lot of volume in your sessions, then it's hard to develop training intensity. Like if I told you, right, you've got one set to do, give it your absolute all. Or if I said, right, we've got five sets to do, give all five sets your absolute all. You're like, oh, I've got four more sets, I need to give them all in. It's going to be really hard and difficult to fully commit to each set and make the most out of it if you know you've got the additional sets afterwards. Next up, consider adequate recovery. So in terms of in between your sessions, have you got adequate amounts of time to recover? For example, if your split is, uh, let's say you're doing an upper lower split. Let's say your split, you or let's say, yeah, your split's, Upper, let's say your slits upper lower and you're training upper lower and then upper again right after you're not taking a rest day are you going into that session pretty fatigued uh, like physically mentally and just really feeling a bit wrecked and battered and not up for training are you going in with soreness in your upper body still uh, are you going in that session and you just don't feel don't feel ready for it don't feel like you're performing well and feel like you're still yeah, you're just under-recovered. Uh, from a mental standpoint and a physical standpoint, then in that situation, you could consider either one, doing less on your first upper body day, or two, taking a rest day in between, 
and doing upper lower rest then upper again or free you could simply change it to another session like maybe an arm day something like that because if we're not recovered in time then we're not going to perform well which means we're not going to have a productive session so yeah make sure you've got enough time to recover in between your sessions and like i said from a central nervous system standpoint we get fatigued from like the more load we lift the more fatigued we get uh, so every set is fatiguing so if let's say we're not having any rest days we're not having any chance to drop fatigue which is which means we're not getting any chance to recover and if we're not recovering we're not going to be able to be in a good spot to perform well and grow something else to consider is does whatever split you're on prioritize what you want to improve so in terms of like your split does it orientate itself around your weak body parts Saying that, if you are new to training or you've not trained for a while, you probably just need more muscle everywhere. You probably just need to focus on getting stronger at basic movement patterns, like a row, like a squat, like a bench, like a deadlift, and you'll grow muscle. Uh, and like a, like a high incline press or a shoulder press. You probably just want to get strong on those movements. Because like some people ask me, oh, what, what areas do I think that like what areas do they need to improve and i look at them and like they've not got a lot of muscle everywhere and i don't mean that from like a from a negative standpoint or a rude standpoint but it's true it's like if you're just starting out you don't have any weak areas you need to develop you just need muscle everywhere you just need to focus on the basic movements and getting really strong in them uh, because it's like you, you can't tell if a muscle is weak because everywhere is weak to an extent uh, and again, I'm not mean to be rude. I'm kind of in a similar position. Before this contest prep, it was kind of hard to see. I just thought, I need more muscle everywhere. And you never really know until you diet down as well. But, yeah. Don't stress about, oh, I need to improve my biceps. Or I need to improve my side delts. And don't stress about specialising towards it. However, what you should specialise towards is just, like I said, getting strong at those basic movements. They'll give you the most reward uh, they'll give you the most return for your investment so try and have them relatively close to the start of your session <clears throat> and of course if let's say you just really enjoy or you, your goal at the gym isn't to develop your whole body it's just to develop let's say your legs for a certain reason or whatever then you can obviously look to place that at the start of the session or commit a day towards that body part like if your arms are weak adding an arm day but don't get too swamped down with trying to make sure you are got a balanced physique or bringing up weak body parts when you've not been training for a good while. Uh, and yeah, if you focus on, like, usually your strengths tell you what body parts are weak. For example, if you can bench just as much as you can squat, you've probably got weak legs. So that's a good way to figure out what what muscle groups need attention, what muscle groups need work on. And in terms of something else to consider, lastly is lower back loading. Does it give you appropriate amounts of lower back loading? Not too much, but not too little. And the reason I say this is it's not something to shy away from. We shouldn't avoid loading our lower, lower back. Uh, some people are overly stressed about it and think their lower back is super fragile. And it will be if you don't train it or do anything that's going to build the strength and resilience of your lower back. And 
However, don't do too much and just take it into consideration. For example, if, if let's say you train five times a week and you do, let's say, a barbell bent over row and the day after you do, let's say, a barbell back squat, the day after you do an overhead press standing and the day after that you do another row and then you day, day after that you do a deadlift and you're doing all these movements that are going to load your lower back, sometimes it can only take so much of a beating. Because just like any other muscle group, imagine if you try to train your arms five days a week. You might have sore elbows from doing tricep extensions all the time. So make sure you're not doing too much. And some ways to tell is, are you picking up wee niggles or wee injuries in your lower back all the time? Or are you, have you always got a sore and tight lower back? Uh, obviously, if you're sitting all day, that's going to cause that as well. But do you think it's training related? Uh, and... Do you just get wee like you know what I mean wee pains from it from obviously I'm not I'm not a physio, I'm not a doctor, so I'm not gonna say don't get checked out if you get like a pain for your back. But if let's say you just feel like you tweak it all the time, then it could be from doing too much lower back holding. But again, I'm not a physiotherapist, but uh, just from experience. So from there you could potentially look to do less sets that are gonna load your lower back, swap it for a movement that's not gonna load your lower back as much, you're more supported. Or, yeah, just removing the movement that is loading your lower back. So instead of doing, let's say, a standing overhead press, do it seated because that's not really going to... Yeah, standing overhead press where causing yourself to have to stabilise yourself for not much good reason when we can do it seated and get just as much output out of our shoulders. So I hope you found this episode valuable. Again, it's not some... Some things were pretty random in terms of like what I touched on, like lower back loading and a few other things. They're quite like sporadic points, but I just tried to touch on points that I don't think a lot of people consider. And uh, just also things that people, yeah, just don't pay enough attention to, which is what I've basically stated. But basically, if you want to build muscle, your split isn't what matters most. It is your effort, your execution and then after that making sure you're recovering effectively if those variables are met what split you're on doesn't matter an absolute ton compared to what i've just stated make sure they're in order make sure those ducks are in line or whatever and then consider the additional things like maybe if the split like the order of it or what days you do for and if it's appropriate for yourself but first Make sure you're nailing those basic things. And hope you've enjoyed this episode as always. Please share it on your story. Tag me if you can. Uh, leave me a like, subscribe, rating and review depending on what you're listening to on. I'd greatly appreciate it. And it would mean a ton. So thank you very much for listening. And hope everyone has a great day.